2: The air is getting cleaner now.
3: Shouldn't be far to the clearing. Hopefully we can get our bearings there. Look up there! If you keep stopping like that, I'll keep running in to... How long has that been running above our heads? Hey, wait!
0: In places deep and dark and old, But keep the tomes of tales yet told. Our souls from whence we did once come, Shall return there when days is dumb. The tales of souls and stories past, Kept secret in the quiet stars. Until the day we are called home Among the roots and boughs we'll roam So sing this story sweet and low Call to the earth and let it grow Call to the flame and to the sea And hope the weavers shall call thee
3: Come on, we should... Hey! Don't you
0: even think about it.
2: He doesn't quite seem human, but he
3: seems
0: harmless enough. I
3: wonder if he could tell us. Wait, don't!
0: Uh. That song. Mm -hmm.
2: It's lovely. Where is it from?
0: (laughs) Not even I know that, young one. That song is older than both of us combined, I assure you. Hmm. Are afraid to talk to an old bard, I see.
3: Should I be afraid? Hi, yes. So nice to meet you, strange man in the woods. We were just leaving. Oh, you are a lot taller when you're standing. The the string is
2: gone. String? while you were singing there was a golden string we followed it to you it's gone now
0: you can sense the threads how did you do it come with me quickly now perhaps all is not lost after all
3: what do you think oh you want me to decide well let me make some calculations here an old man living in a ramshackle carnival caravan near toxic smoke the math isn't mathing for me.
2: I I can't explain it. But I'm getting that feeling again.
3: That didn't end so well for us last time. This way. This
2: way. This way. I'll
3: go in. You can stay out here and keep watch. Oh, no you don't. I am not getting separated. Well, fine, come in then. I'll stand in the doorway. <laughs> I'm not scared, you know. Okay. Are you even listening?
2: much bigger in here than it looks on the outside.
0: I've collected many trinkets in my travels. Though These days, the haze has swallowed up so much of these woods. Impossible to roam as freely anymore.
3: Ah, so you're a criminal is what I'm hearing.
0: I could have sworn it was in this drawer.
3: These look like strands of stars.
0: <laughs> Precisely. I was gifted them on my tour of Mamatis. <laughs> that was... Long ago, of course. Goodness knows I'd never be gifted more than a prison sentence there these days. Or any bard, for that matter.
3: Why aren't bards welcome there?
0: (laughs) Those brilliant cumulusity spires have long grown dark with corruption. Hmm. You must have been lost in the haze a long while, if you know nothing of it.
3: I suppose you could say that.
0: Well... Could it be? Could it be? Uh,
2: What's this?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Ah, you found it! Pesky little threads have a mind of their own. Never want to stay in one place.
3: It looks like the string we saw earlier, only this one is more textured, like yarn.
0: You wish to know more? Absolutely. Hold out your hand.
3: Wait, don't! (gasps) Jenny!
0: (sighs) Just as I suspected.
3: What did you do?
0: Not a thing.
3: Don't mess with me, old man.
0: Wouldn't dream of it.
3: Oh, give me that!
0: (gasps) (sighs) So, you're finally starting to do something about all this. I hope it will be enough. Yes, well... uh, Off we go then.
1: Seven and a big fang. Open wider so I can see the back.
2: Nine, ten. Harata, leave that poor lion alone. Look there, it's frightened our new visitors too. Welcome, guests. Oh, but ma um, Did the lion tell you to count? I didn't think so. We mustn't frighten our fellow animals, Inna. What shall we do now, Chelum? Ask forgiveness. And then go and play something gentle? Good idea. And please lead it far away first. Find somewhere green and lush. Then come and play nearby so you can greet our visitors properly. Yes, Amma. Welcome again. You must be new here. Please, let us offer you hospitality. Our hut is not far. I'm sorry if my son startled you. I do try to teach him compassion, but the culture he learns at the palace is so different, and he's young, even if he is strong. Yes, at the palace. His father rules a kingdom, and I live here in the forest. We both raise him. However much I wish Bharata could always be with me, I could not deny him that. See, my own birth parents separated before I was born. She was an apsaras, a celestial dancer of Devalokham, and he was a king who became a sage. They only met because she was sent to earth to disturb his tavam as he meditated in the forest. His dedication to his penances made him so powerful that Indiran, lord of the Devarkhal of the Celestial Plain, feared he would become a threat. And the Devarkhal thought sending a woman to seduce him would solve their problems. Anyway... She was good at her job. Distracted, he abandoned his thavam, But unexpectedly, she was captivated by him too. I used to wonder if it wasn't him, only the enchantment of life here on earth. But I realize now that other people can also be enchanting. They live together for a time, And that's when I was conceived. Then, for some reason, she left her baby in the forest and returned to Devaloham. And I guess he returned to his penances. (sighs) Kings and sages. Most of them only want power. But my one real parent, my Appa, who found and raised me, was a sage
1: too. Oh. Why are these birds holding out their wings so strangely? It's like they're shading something from the sun. Oh.
2: He found me sheltered by birds in the absence of parents. He named me for them and raised me to love the forest. Those birds, the squirrels, the deer, they were all my family. And as I grew, I learned to care for them too. (laughs) There was a deer who I mothered before Bharata. She followed me everywhere. We played together, slept side by side. My darling, where are you going? I'm weaving a jasmine garland just for you. Ah, It's no use. She's excitable. Well, don't go too far, Kuddi. It's too warm to chase you. (sighs) Now... What other flowers? Oh, or perhaps a nap? <laughs> oh. My darling, you're hurt. But this is an arrow. How? Don't be afraid. I'm only tying this around your leg to stop the bleeding.
4: This way. Hene, that is my query you are holding.
2: How your heart trembles. I will carry you home to the Achramam. Appa has some herbs there.
4: Hene, that is my query you are holding. What? Devi, if I have done wrong, forgive me. I only came to hunt. I truly did not mean to cause distress.
2: Aya, I have more urgent work than forgiveness. Uh. Come Chellam, let's go to Appa.
4: Um, Your your basket, I'll bring it, or I can carry the deer.
2: You, who tried to murder her.
4: That was before I saw you. And how you care for her?
2: Is that all? You cared for my feelings? And not her life? Hmm. (sighs) Wait under that tree there. Fetch water from the well if your horse is thirsty. Don't be afraid, Chellam. That cruel man is gone. And Appa will make your leg right. In the Achiramam, I was a small part of an ecosystem. But looking at his eyes, I knew only his focus on me and my well-being. Oh, I understood the love of my father and friends, but the intensity of the Shyantan's gaze. And though he was a hunter, I saw how his single-minded intent changed when we spoke. I knew he had the capacity to reflect, to change his thinking,
4: If only I could feed on those leaves like you. Next time, I won't leave the food with the servants.
2: Here. I have fruit for the horse. Thanks. (laughs) There is enough for you both.
4: Thanks. Uh, Your spotted deer?
2: She will need to be carried a while longer. Until her leg recovers. (sighs)
4: Still, it cools my heart to know that she will recover fully. As I stood here... As I stood here, drawing water for my horse, uh, I considered how strange it was that one four-legged animal is my treasure, while another, merely because it lives in the wild, is my prey. An unjust contradiction, do you not think, Devi? Mm. The truth is, I grew up hunting. Until now, I never had cause to rethink this birthright. But then... I saw the fear in your eyes and voice and... And? You have changed my life, Devi.
2: And what is such a place that would raise you to be a hunter? A palace. I know little of palaces. Are they such violent institutions?
4: It seems we do our violence elsewhere, when we can. We have our customs and hunting is one. But we use everything we hunt. Meat, animal skins. Please stop. Uh, Sorry, Devi.
2: I might understand if there were nothing else to eat or wear. But surely one must be rich to dwell in a palace.
4: Didn't I say to you, you had caused me to change my mind? No more hunting. And yes, we have riches. True. But this land's greatest wealth is my people. Your people? Well, yes. Devi, uh, I, I don't like to say this. For fear you will not speak to me as openly as you do now. But they are my people. All those in the forest, too, are my people. You see, I'm the king of this country.
2: (laughs) Kings may possess countries, but I do not see how you can possess the forest or its people.
4: Well, we belong to one another. A prince is born with significant responsibilities. Don't you know?
2: Who, besides a newborn infant, has no responsibilities in this life?
4: I meant on a different scale keeping peace with the neighboring kingdoms, while also preparing soldiers for war. Ensuring my ministers, with their conflicting opinions, are all satisfied. Every month, I hold an open court, where any citizen, from lot to peasant, can bring their cases to me for justice. Thus, I earn my people's trust and love. And for this, I began training from the cradle. I barely considered what else came along with it. Hunting, palace luxuries, the mode of dress. Oh, uh, this is only my hunting costume. Not the usual finery.
2: The palace must be big.
4: Oh, this entire achiramam would fit easily into the complex. Hundreds of servants are needed to keep everything running. I don't say this to boast. It's a long tradition. A privilege to be part of. Although, (sighs) it's so peaceful here. I wish I could see these quiet corners of my kingdom more often
2: You might be king of the country But surely you are not also king of this wilderness
4: Do you say that because my poor citizenry were fleeing in fear of my arrows? Well, I said I won't hunt again, didn't I?
2: I don't know if the wilderness cares for your stewardship After that introduction
4: Hmm, so you are saying I should come to it more as a supplicant Than as a conqueror if I want us to belong to one another
2: You barely know this place And yet want to belong to it?
4: Tell me, Devi. What should I know of this place?
2: There's a stream past the clearing where we met. You might have heard it. If you follow its banks up, there's a beautiful waterfall, more colourful than any flower garden, when the sunlight dashes against the droplets. Go on. To the east is a bunyan tree. So old, the roots growing down from its branches form a forest of trunks you could become lost inside.
4: Must be beautiful
2: hmm there's a path that goes up onto the foothills.
4: Do you really go climbing those stony paths in bare feet?
2: I've always walked in bare feet. You'll get used to it.
4: Maharaja. Here's my party. They'd never give me time to get used to such a thing. There you are, Surya. I've had a change of heart about all this hunting.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. You rode off so fast chasing that deer. You must deign to forgive our taking so long to find you. Was your hunt successful?
4: Never mind that, Surya. We will do no more hunting. It's a needless cruelty. You may return to camp. I shall remain at this Achiramam a little longer and find my own way back.
1: Your your wish is our privilege.
4: Surya, lead my horse back too. I can walk.
1: Uh, As as you say, Pirabu.
4: I would have liked to see those beautiful places you mentioned. If you were willing to show me. But I must return soon, or it will be too dark to find my way.
2: I can at least show you the lily pond and the rest of the Achiramam. It's not such a big place. Not like your palace. It won't take long. You could stay for the evening meal.
4: Oh yes, please.
2: See those lilies? They'll open as it becomes dark.
4: We do have water lilies and ponds in the city. But instead of so many tall trees, we have buildings, houses, palaces of polished wood and city gates. It's beautiful too, only a different kind of beauty. And I do have a garden at my palace, with fruit trees and blossom that smell less sweet. Perhaps sweeter, <laughs> since we cultivate them for it.
2: I suppose our food won't be up to the standard of your palace cooks either.
4: Anything made with your hands, Devi.
2: My hands? Haven't you given me enough work today? If you know how to use a knife, there are vegetables to cut.
4: Hmm. Is this how you treat guests?
2: Only those who delay my chores by talking all afternoon after trying to murder... All right, all right. You can stay the night if you wish. We have no shortage of sleeping mats or shelter for guests.
4: That sounds safer than trying to find the way back at night.
2: By then, I wanted him to stay. Something had changed. He didn't become handsome in my eyes until after we started talking. But once we started, we never stopped. If not with words, we spoke with our eyes or hands or bodies. He did not leave in the morning. When his servants and guards came, he told them he would rest another day and they too should abandon hunting plans. The next day, when Surya urged he at least return to the royal camp, he commanded them to wait a week, saying he must take this opportunity to better know his realm and the wild hidden parts of it. We passed that time seeing the places I'd described, exchanging stories of Achiramam and palace. He marveled at how peaceful life was when the only demands were those of nature and the earth, not those of his political world. Finally, when his people pleaded that they lacked supplies for a longer stay with hunting now forbidden, he told them to return without him, that he must stay in the Achiramam for his spiritual development. One of his brothers could govern in his place some months longer and they should send for him at the start of the monsoon rains. We were together the rest of the warm months that followed. The longer Dushyanta was away from the palace, the more we both felt he belonged there in the forest. He learned to cook, forage, weave, patch the roof. (laughs) Not well. He didn't have long after all.
4: We don't need ceremonies. For a kandharva marriage, we only need to agree. If it's all right with your father, that is. It's a perfectly legitimate marriage for a king to choose.
2: A kandharva marriage shouldn't be about what my father says. Or your people. Or anyone else.
4: Hmm. Does that mean we could marry now?
2: (laughs) If we want to. If you want to.
4: That is all I want. Shakuntalai. It is only since coming to you in the forest that I feel like the real person I was meant to be. Not a king, but a man. I did not think even in my dreams that it was possible to feel this true. And all since I saw you in that clearing.
2: And I did not know of this type of love that fills my whole body.
4: Then my love, shall we marry?
2: Should we send a message to your people?
4: I will tell the royal household myself when they come for me.
2: What will they say?
4: What can they say? We'd be married. We can hold a ritual wedding if they desire as a formality. But until then, we shall make the most of our time here together.
2: And we did. We continued our life as a couple. Appa and our friends were happy. We were happy. Though sometimes inside, I felt a heat in my chest. When I'd wake in the night to the screeching of an owl or the fall of rain and think that I'd soon need to leave my beloved home for the city, exchange familiar copses and clearings, forest trails, animal dens, all the creatures from wild pigs to leopards to birds to my darling spotted deer for unknown narrow streets and wooden palaces of dead trees."
4: Hmm. The rains fall more often now. They'll be coming for me soon. For us? Uh, Actually, I have thought. It might be better if I send for you later.
2: You intend to leave without me?
4: Uh, Not because I want to. But, I want your arrival to be fitting, my love. You welcomed me so generously into your achiramam. You and Appa. Though I was a stranger. This is different, because I must take you to the palace as my wife. And for that, I must prepare the way. Arrange a wedding ceremony to publicly recognize you as my queen. Have quarters and clothes and jewelry readied You
2: know I need none of that. Have you ever seen me desire more than shelter from the rain and a single cloth to wrap myself? Or wear more ornamentation than a flower garland?
4: As a queen, you need not desire those things. You need only to accept them. It's the right way to do things. You'll see when you arrive. Here.
2: I told you, I don't care for ornamentation, especially not gold.
4: It's my ring, see? The royal seal, keep it. It's my promise. If anyone doubts you're my wife, you need only show this proof.
2: Some crow will fly off with it. No
4: crow would wish to steal from you. Who can speak to birds? Take it for my sake, so I can be comforted. I don't want to leave you. But when my people come, I must depart immediately. I've been away too long. You have time to bid farewell to the forest. I'll send for you when all is settled. Meanwhile, I'll be happier knowing you have some small token of mine even if it's an ostentatious cold ring, desirable only to crows.
2: After he spoke of departure, I'd hoped he might find himself unable to part from me, so I would accompany him back. (laughs) Yes, I was so much in love, I was prepared to leave Appa and home for a place that frightened me. But I'd been alone and afraid once, and then Appa found me, and it had led to everything good. Being alone and afraid was only a natural beginning to a new life. It was not to be. His people arrived three days later, after the noon rains, and they left the following morning. Afterwards, I spent my days dreaming of the life ahead, preparing for the coming changes, the weight of gold embroidery and jewels, but also Dushyanta beside me. My spotted deer in the palace gardens and Appa coming to visit. And it was not just my new life to think about, for my husband had left me with more than his golden ring. How would I be as a mother when I never had one? How would I raise a child in the strange palace environment? Who would this child become not knowing the forest? There was so much to live through in my daydreams.
0: hospitality as a daydreaming when you should be greeting your estimable guest insolence may the person you are thinking of forget you
2: Ah, Aya when did you arrive please let go of my arm what's happened
0: what's happened I don't know what's happened to you that you leave me durvasarishi Rishi waiting at the entrance like this on a burning hot day With no refreshments Oh,
2: you must forgive me, Aya I'm always distracted since my husband left
1: Hmm.
2: He's returned to the palace We've been apart for months And I'm expecting our child he doesn't know about And soon I must rejoin him and...
0: Since you are thinking of him My curse will make him forget you Hmm. I can't take it back now But how about this? When the person you are thinking of sees a token he has given you, he will remember again.
2: I don't see why a powerful sage needs to curse anyone in the first place, let alone irrevocably. What was that? I'm much obliged to you for amending your curse, Aya. Now, let me fetch you some water.
0: There's no need to frown. If you don't like it, you should have offered the water in the first place.
2: Just my luck that it's Durvasarishi. He's always cursing some poor woman or other. And what a nerve, assuming I spend all my time dreaming of my husband. Don't worry, Pillay. We haven't even met. How can you forget your own amma yet? No, we can leave our disagreements for after you are born. But as months passed, I became worried. Not about the curse, but the long walk to the city through forest, across rivers, over exposed floodplains... At any other time, I would have relished such a voyage. But I was expecting a baby. Might he send a chariot? Or would he come too and stay for the birth? I waited and waited, and the baby arrived before any royal messenger. His father hadn't known to expect him, but he would want to see his son now. Finally, when the baby was weeks old, Appa and I and two of my friends gathered what we needed for the journey— and I said my final farewells to the forest.
1: You have been listening to Feminist Fairy Tales, an audio drama podcast that reimagines the genre of fairy tales through a feminist lens. This episode was performed by Shani Kanakkar, Vedant Sharma, Krishi Korapati, Kiran Kumar, and Tavish Rabapati. Episode script by Tanuha. Sound design by Navi. Veena instrumental performance by Raghavendra Bhatni. Interlude performed by Andrew Kilpa, Jenny Grinnell, and Madeline Regina. Interlude script by Madeline Regina interlude sound design by van winkle feminist fairy tales is produced by madeline regina van winkle jenny grinnell madeline dorta and emma love theme music composed and produced by juliana marin a special thank you to our kickstarter supporter kinheart studios the fairy godparents who made this episode possible with their generous donation we'll see you in two weeks for the second half of this tale thank you for joining us in the forest of feminist fairy tales